It's another Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast with Bill Klaproth. Heartburn or gastroesophageal reflux disease, also known as GERD, affects many people and is caused by a wide variety of underlying factors. Here to talk with us about GERD and the hiatal hernia and fundiplication is Dr. Edward Taylor, a general surgeon at Dignity Health Bakersfield. Dr. Taylor, thank you so much for your time. So first off, what is GERD and what are the symptoms? Well, GERD is abnormal regurgitation of fluid, and it can be more often acid, but it can also be alkaline, that is in your stomach and goes upstream into your esophagus rather than traveling downstream into your bowel where it's supposed to go. Um, this, when I first started studying this disease over 20 years ago, wasn't even considered a disease. Um, and then we started finding a whole bunch of different things that it, it, it that it could be dangerous and it, how frequently it caused symptoms in patients. Um, some of the classic symptoms of heartburn, um, about a third of the U.S. has that almost every day. Um, but some, there are some other symptoms that patients get that they may not even know um, are caused by GERD, chronic cough, um, chest pain, chest pain uh, that sometimes even causes folks to go to the emergency room thinking it's a heart attack that causes costs us about umpteen billion dollars a year to rule out these MIs, and, and it really ends up being GERD. Um, belching, difficulty swallowing, um, these are some of the more common symptoms, but GERD's also been found to be uh, exacerbate asthma, um, and I, I mentioned chronic cough, but also there are some patients that keep getting pneumonia over and over and again, and finally it ends up that a doc figures out it's, it's because they have terrible GERD. That's interesting. So you can have GERD without the burning feeling, the you full can. feeling? Is that interesting? You, you can. We started figuring this out when, when a, a, a test called a pH study was invented. Um, and then in addition, something called manometry was invented quite a long time ago. But we started looking at patients uh, as GERD was getting studied um, more and more. And we found, um, just for example, 43% of asthmatics actually have an abnormal pH study, and about 20, 20 to 40% of them can be improved by getting rid of their GERD symptoms. And they don't even know, they don't have normal heartburn. They, it's just exacerbating their asthma. So GERD, GERD is really in many other places, chronic hoarseness, laryngitis, um, a feeling of a lump in your throat, um, these are all things. I've had many, many patients that presented with anemia, and after a long workup of looking for what caused them to be losing blood chronically, it ended up being esophagitis and bad GERD. We get it fixed and no longer needing iron and blood transfusions and, and this and that. I didn't yeah. know the symptoms could be so wide and varied. So when should someone see a specialist, and how do you diagnose this? Well, the specialist that you would start with, well, part of the diagnosis starts, of course, with the primary care doctor. And these days, it starts um, with an over-the-counter medicine that we all hear about, um, you know, on commercials. But um, if the patient sees their doctor and mention it with their primary care physician, they'll usually be started with, with a, a medicine, possibly a couple different medicines similar to the ones over-the-counter. I'll call them PPIs, proton pump inhibitors. And those, those inhibitors work so well that that's almost 
one strong way to diagnose GERD is to see, and in fact, it's uncommon that the symptoms don't get better, um, you know, think, think it might be something else if the PPIs don't make the symptoms better. Now, if somebody has GERD for um, a long time, what's a long time? Probably five years or more. Um, if they're getting alarm symptoms, alarm symptoms would be difficulty swallowing, um, bleeding, anemia, chest pain. Those can be from other things in addition to just simple heartburn. So that would be somebody that would get probably referred to the specialist to get a scope done, what we call an EGD, where the gastroenterologist puts a scope down to take a look. Um, other reasons to kind of step it up to the specialist um, are white males over 45 that have GERD more than four years. Um, one of the reasons this got started getting studied 20 years ago is that patient population has about a 20 to 40-fold increased risk of getting cancer. Um, so if you're a white male over 45 and your GERD keeps going on and on and on, at some point you really should get scoped to make sure um, that your esophagus doesn't have changes to it, pre-cancer, God forbid, a cancer already, a stricture. These are some of the things. The endoscopist is essentially looking for um, mucosal injury, injury to the lining of the esophagus, because um, we don't want that. That can keep going even though you your symptoms of pain and and regurgitation and heartburn those may be improved, but you can still have um, mucosal injury, which can can lead to stricture um, and precancer. So that's the the patient that needs to get a scope by the gastroenterologist. Well, that's a good information to know, and you've mentioned over-the-counter medicine. So in stubborn heartburn cases, there is a surgery, and it's called fundiplication. Can you quickly tell us about that? Sure. Um, specifically, patients who, yeah, have stubborn GERD or have precancer already or have big hiatal hernias, these, these are the type of patients that aren't responding to medical therapy or they're already getting damage to their esophagus um, uh, strictures, uh, these sorts of things. We need to step it up the ladder. Um, fundoplication, the first part is to fix the hiatal hernia. Patients with hiatal hernias tend to have um, severe, more refractory disease. They're difficult to treat with medical therapy, um, and they need the hiatal hernia itself is an anatomical defect that essentially needs to be fixed, or uh, you can't get rid of their symptoms. Um, the, the procedure is to get the stomach out of the chest. It's up in the mediastinum, at least part of it, um, so that the sphincter can work properly. So once we get that down, um, we, we, we restore the sphincter, and then we, we do a wrap. A fundoplication is a wrap. It gets it so that the, the, the hiatal hernia, the stomach is no longer in the chest. It's in the abdomen, and then we wrap the sphincter to help the hiatal hernia not come back and also to make the sphincter work the way it's supposed to work so that fluid stays in the stomach and doesn't go up into the esophagus. My patients, within six weeks, are off the PPI medical therapy that they've been on. Some patients have to stay on it for various reasons, but if there's no other reason they have to be on that, um, I've studied hundreds and hundreds of these, and about 92% get off the meds, which patients really like not having to take another medicine once or twice a day. Um, it's usually about a two-day stay in the hospital. Um, Ninety-plus percent of these I do laparoscopically with a scope. Ninety-five percent of patients are happy. That is amazing. So what are the next steps for people who think they may have GERD or a hiatal hernia? Well, 
start with your primary care doctor. And I just want to emphasize that, you know, I'm, I'm seeing the patients that are sort of at the end of their rope, okay? A lot of these patients can be treated with, with medical therapy. It is a little bit dangerous to just keep treating yourself with over-the-counter because you can get precancerous changes occurring without, you know, actually um, having any more symptoms. That's part of the danger that the, the meds work so well on the symptoms. So um, if, you're, if you're taking meds for a long time, you still should see your primary care doc, and they may send you to see a gastroenterologist to get a scope. Those are the, the first two things. And then basically the scope will let us know if your esophagus is getting precancer, if you're getting a stricture, if, um, if you have a hiatal hernia. And then it will just, it'll depend how bad those things look and how long it's been going on and, and whether they get better with in, more intensive treatment medically. And the ones that don't or the ones that look bad come to me. So I'm, a, I'm sort of the third step in this process. A lot, not everybody needs surgery, that's for sure. So it sounds like it's really important to see a specialist or see your doctor. Don't just try to treat this on your own for years and years and years and years and years. There's some, you know, some bad things that can happen if you don't have it checked out and have that scope, like you say. I think that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway, and, and all this started when we noticed the, the risk of uh, esophageal cancer going up, and it's directly related to what's called Barrett's esophagus. I keep saying precancer. That's what it is, and that's directly related to um, duration of GERD, and it isn't always related to the symptoms of GERD. That's the scary thing, so uh, definitely don't ignore this disease. It doesn't mean you need surgery, but um, you don't want to ignore it for, for 20 years. Well, this has been very, very informative. Dr. Taylor, thank you so much for your time today. And for more information, please visit DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. That's DignityHealth.org slash Bakersfield. This is Hello Healthy, a Dignity Health podcast. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.